This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. And uh, welcome to episode 32 of Unsocial Spectators. What's going on? Oh, just trying to get my life together. You know, the morning ritual. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> What's up with you, man? Uh, not much. Uh, just, uh, we're, we have rain all week, so I'm looking forward to that. We had a thunder, oh, yeah. a thunderstorm in the other day, and I don't think it's going to get above 90 today. Whoa, that's the dream. Yeah. So at least that, in Texas. Yeah, so that's good. Um okay, so this week we talked about uh uh films from 1987. Yes. So, what did you uh, want to talk about? I watched probably the best Joel Shoemaker film, The Lost Boys. Oh, which yeah. Is to me, like so much Gen X in it, you've got your Corys, you've got your awesome soundtrack, and uh, it was showing, you know, uh, our version of vampires. I believe this is our generation's vampire image. <laughs> uh-huh. We didn't, you know, before Twilight hit and after all the Hammer films, this was the Gen X vampire. Oh, street, yeah. The street kids with the punk hair and it's so funny to just kind of look at the montage of the kids that are living there on the streets because it's supposed to make them look all like gritty and dirty, you know, and they're, and, and, and they're just, you know, kids with mohawks and piercings, you know, shit you see normal nowadays. That's like no big deal. (laughs) But uh, what did you think of the Corey movies growing up? Because that was kind of a, thing that was always fed to us was like, you know, hey, we've got these kids that we keep putting in movies over and over again, but they were fucking popular. Um, I could take them or leave them. Yeah. I didn't think they were particularly good, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a few I liked, some I didn't. It's just weird sitting on, you know, the age of 51 and looking back. uh, I, you know, you've got one that's dead and just lived kind of a sad life there at the end. He was like selling his molars on eBay. Corey Haim was selling like his teeth. Oh, I thought you meant lawnmowers. I was like, <laughs> no, molars, his teeth. What the hell? And uh, Corey Feldman, I've seen him at conventions and stuff, man. And uh, But like the most recent interview, I saw him on uh, Steve-O's uh, podcast. And uh, he talks about The Lost Boys being the first film where uh, adults were offering him drugs. Oh, okay. And this is where he started to learn the tricks of, like, you know, getting high and working around adults that, you know, kind of were passive about it because they just wanted him to work. Sure. You know, no, no one really came in and said, hey, get your shit together. You're like 16 years old, dude. Yeah, and then the weird uh, Michael Jackson bit, too, where he... Oh, what did he do? He he was one of the kids that always went to Neverland. He was always hanging out with Michael Jackson and stuff. And uh, yeah, but then he started dressing like him. 
dressing, dancing. It was, but like that, I mean, I can only imagine if you're a kid that age, you're looking at this dude who's fucking mega talented. You want to kind of mimic that. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I I mean, I mean, I I remember my brother doing the moonwalk. People wanted to like emulate uh, his moves. You know, he, I mean, he hasn't even done like smooth criminal at this point. He's just like, uh, the badass who did Thriller and this and uh, invented all these different moves. He was like grabbing his crotch on TV, and people were like, "Oh my god!" You know, uh, it, it. You know, I pulled some stuff off of TV to kind of it, it show where we were as uh, uh, as like a nation because we at this point we only had three networks, but Fo- this is the year that like Fox debuted. Yeah. So it's even weirder to say this is like the first year the Simpsons were on TV because they were on Tracy Ullman. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's interesting to look back at the Lost Boys because like Kiefer Sutherland, he 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 had come off of Stand By Me as the bad guy. He plays a fucking excellent vampire in this. Yeah, sure. I agree. And you had Alex Winter who had been in Bill and Ted. Now he's like a, a, a vampire in this kind of one of the supporting dudes. <laughs> And then there was another guy who uh, had come off of uh, thrashing, <laughs> and, and now he was a vampire in one of these. I mean, you uh, know, uh, Alex Winter, he's now director. Yeah, he did a documentary on the dark web, and he did one on Zappa a few yeah. years ago. You know? And it's fantastic. Oh yeah, I agree. Really I, I'm not as big of a Zappa fan as you are, so mm-hmm. watching a lot of that was like new shit to me. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Um, uh, I, I've seen, I saw Zappa once, you know. So yeah, so I was lucky enough to do that. But at, at what stage in his career was it? Was it just him solo or a uh, late stage? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where at? Um. Maybe the Starplex or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, that remember. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think at this point I've been to a concert as a kid. I Yeah, I think my first, my first two concerts, I think we're in the same year, and it's such polar opposites of what they were. I saw Hart and a Nancy Wilson live, and I also saw like a giant, uh, it was like uh, Run DMC, uh, Salt and Peppa. Um, oh my God, who did Fear of a Black Planet, um, Public Enemy. Uh-huh. Like I just, they, they all came in one big show. And I think I was like one of five white people there at Reunion Arena watching it. <laughs> um, uh, where'd you see Hart? Uh, Reunion Arena. So I, I uh, was at Six Flags to see Hart. Oh, wow. And uh, remember they had the band shell there. Yeah, but I got stuck on the the shockwave, <laughs> and I Upside was down? Oh, no, I was up there uh, where you're about to start going down, uh, and it got stuck, and I was up there like two hours, and the heart yeah. the heart show started, so I got to watch heart. <laughs> While I was trying to not pee my pants. <laughs> wow, man. That 
worst show in the house. Oh just, yeah, or worst seats in the house. <laughs> um, surviving on a roller coaster. My Fuck. my first show was in. Uh, I was ten years old in 1982 in St. Louis. Oh wow. Uh, I saw Elton John. Oh, okay. And Quarter Flash opened up for for <laughs> Elton John. And uh, Bob Hope was the MC. No fucking way. Yeah, it was just like a, a July 4th Freedom Festival type thing. Oh, yeah. So I got. He was to, doing shit like that? Oh, yeah, in 1982. Wow. You know, oh, Bob Hope. Yeah. So I got to see Bob Hope, uh, Quarter Flash, and Elton John. <laughs> Dude. Fucking wild. Yeah. Oh, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Quarter Flash. Now I'm trying to think if I could name five Quarter Flash songs, and I don't even think. Uh, uh, heart, Harden My Heart. Harden My Heart is the one that pops up, but then it's like, I don't even think I can name two now. No, no, there, there <laughs> aren't two. It was a kind of a one hit wonder. Yeah. I was looking up like music and TV from 87 and the big song of 87 was living on a prayer. Bon Jovi hitting it big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, a Bon Jovi fan. Eh. <laughs> uh, but, look, I was a metal head and bon, oh. bon Jovi is what the girls liked, you know. Oh yeah. I mean You'd, didn't Ricky Richie Sambora like marry Heather Yeah, Heather uh, Locklear. Heather Locklear and then he married like her best friend Kristen Who knows or, or something Denise. The one from uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I can't remember her name. Uh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards, yeah, from Wild Things. Uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, you would go to a, a Bon Jovi show just to pick up girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I remember I went to a Motley Crue show, and they were selling uh, panties at the merch booth. Holy that, shit! That, that's that smart. said Motley Crue on them. And uh, I know one, I went to a Warrant show one time and uh, it was free in downtown Dallas. And these uh, girls uh, got got on top of uh, me and my buddy Doug's shoulders with no panties on. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was a good concert, you know. That's wild. We got to meet some girls and. And you know, adjust them, you know, like this. <laughs> Wear them sitting. like a hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I loved revisiting Lost Boys, man. It just, it, it was like that cusp of like new, uh, new entertainment or new, you know, actors and stuff. Jason Patrick's in it. Uh, uh, but then seeing like a, a lot of old actors, Ed Herman, who plays the, the lead vampire, who was very kind of a you know, stuffy shirt, uh, uh, suit guy who played a badass vampire. Yeah. I, I thought he was kind of fun. Yeah. He's awesome. And then Bernard Hughes is like their grandfather who like, of course you look up and you see like the many decades of acting that guy's done and, uh, their mom, Diane Weist. She, I think this is probably the most, uh, uh, wild show she's ever done. Cause she was more of a dramatic actress. 
Yeah, uh, you had Lost Boys, and then uh, Fright Night was pretty popular, too. I fucking love Fright Night, man. That was so great. Yeah. It was even pretty, you know, I, I I will say the reboot was all right because it had David Tennant in it, mm-hmm. but uh, Roddy McDowell as the original guy was fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And didn't it have the lady from... Uh, Married with Children, the neighbor in it, Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, what is her name? But I know her as Marcy Darcy because that was her husband. She married a guy named Darcy. So. Yeah, yeah. But that was a pretty fun movie, and that had a. Uh, didn't that have Corey Haim in it too? No, no. Oh. Uh, he he wasn't in that one. I'm trying to remember who was in that because I, I got to pull this one up because I got a story. <laughs> um, oh wait a minute uh, Jason Patrick he was in The Lost Boys yeah uh, he's a son of a famous actor isn't he oh really uh, yeah look up Jason Patrick I think his his dad no his dad was the guy in The Exorcist the priest oh really okay yeah yeah Jason Miller's his father yeah Holy shit. Yeah, he was a priest in the exorcist and then his, his son becomes a vampire. Fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, man, that's wild. I did not know that at all, but fucking everyone in Hollywood is connected. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so I'm at Texas Frightmare Weekend and they have a Fright Night reunion panel. Bring everyone up there. It's Williams Ragsdale was the kid, Roddy McDowell was the uh, Vincent Price type character, Amanda Beers is the the girl uh, that the vampire seduces. Uh, But Chris Sarandon was the big bad. And so uh, we're all listening to them tell stories of the set and everything. And William Ragsdale goes, uh, he starts talking and he says, wait a minute, someone has a connection to Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins. And it was during this time that uh, Chris Sarandon was married to Susan Sarandon. And she was having an affair with Tim Robbins. And someone had to lean over and tell him, shut up. And he just, I just watched this dude sink in his seat. And Chris Sarandon was just kind of putting his head down and just tried to blow it off. But man, William Ragsdale was just like, fuck. (laughs) That is funny. Oh, that was, it was just so sad to watch. It was the cringe factor was so high right the, at that moment. But the, they kind of bet the, the guy that was running the panel just bounced off it and kept going to try to <laughs> try to diffuse the situation. Uh, uh, so uh, I want to talk about a, yeah, what'd you watch? a full metal jacket. Oh, fuck. Let's get hard. One, one of the best uh, Kubrick films. I mean, yeah. there's so many. There's just. This is probably what I've watched the most. He might be my favorite director. You know? Yeah, he's fantastic. The hard part is is his films are, are hard swallows. I mean, they're definitely edgy and fucked up with a lot of stuff going on. I mean, Look, you're watching two, two war films in this movie. Uh, Clockwork Orange is incredible. 2010. Yeah. His war movie with Kirk Douglas. Uh, uh, the Shining. He, uh, huh? Oh, The Shining. He did Paths of Glory. 
The Killing is one of the best noirs. He did so many... He did sci-fi action with Spartacus. He did horror with The Shining. I mean... Yeah. Just every eyes wide shut was eyes wide a, shut. Yeah. Uh, That's what I just can't get through. I, I just it, nah. it was a sexual fantasy thing. I yeah. mean all kinds of movies. The killing is such an amazing nor. Just yeah. fantastic. I don't think know? I've ever seen that. You need to see the killing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, I might I might have a copy, so you know. Uh, so, what, what did you get out of this rewatch? Um, uh, Papillon Soso Susu yeah. is so awesome. Yeah, you know she played the the she has a small role, but it, I mean, oh me so horny. horny. Come on, man! It just, just hilarious. And it's, it's so wild how that audio clip became part of a song. And oh yeah, like you even still hear it today. Oh yeah, people say it all the time. And you know she was a Bond girl. Oh really? Yeah, she I was. Didn't know. Which one? Yeah, uh, she movie? she was in A View to a Kill, and she was one of uh, Grace Jones's. Uh, oh, okay. like uh, she worked with Grace Jones as a evil, evil yeah. Bond girl. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, uh, but uh, she'd been a model and all this stuff, but and she only acted in a few movies, but uh, is a real memorable and uh, Lee. Uh, uh, our Lee Army is oh yes, he's fucking amazing. That pretty much established his character of him outside of film too. Like people thought Whoa. he was that guy. Yeah, he made uh, TV shows. You know, doing that character. You know, did you have you ever seen him in uh, Saving Silverman? Uh, no. <laughs> it 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 was one of. Uh, the movies I watched with Spencer growing up that was just, it, it was just silly and ridiculous. It has Jack Black, Steve Zahn in it, but like uh, that is uh, Arlie army plays like one of their teachers or a coach they had and, and uh, just outside of his normal character and plays it plays silly and funny. And it's really worth seeing because Spencer had seen him in that, not seen him in anything else. So when he saw him as an army guy, he was like, Wow, he's really good at that, but he's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but I really enjoy him in the movie. Matthew Modine as Joker is... Uh, Perfect. Yeah, just great. And uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as a Gomer Pyle. Just a fantastic performance. And... and they're both playing villains now. Yeah, yeah, they're both sci-fi villains, you know. You got Kingpin and you got Matthew Modine in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. That's funny how they're but uh, D'Onofrio, I I've been watching him in a show called Godfather of Harlem and he oh, yeah. plays uh, an Italian mafia guy. He's just great, man. 
Just, yeah. just a amazing actor. He's really hey, good. I, I'm going to throw one out there. Have you seen him in the whole wide world? No. Okay, check that one out. That is him playing uh, Robert E. Howard, the creator of Conan. Uh, and during that time period, during uh, what is it, the 20s? It's him and Renee Zellweger, and he's playing Robert as like he's obviously got some mental issues and stuff, and dealing with that, he he wrote. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's, it's a, I don't, I don't want to say it's a love story much more than it's the, a, a time period of Robert E. Howard when he was creating Conan and this woman who he kind of had a relationship with. Oh, it's a movie, right? Not, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. I think it came out in the nineties, but it, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's one of the ones I saw him in that like blew me away because I guess when I saw this, I just thought, okay, well he can play this guy for half a movie. But man, Robert E. Howard, he carries that film. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's just a fantastic actor. Uh so yeah, yeah, full metal jacket, just just great war movie, great uh every- Do you like the first half or the second half better? Because he really does something interesting in that film where he goes through basic training and Gomer uh Gomer's uh whole story which I mean, we're seeing all of Joker's story, but that first part is really basic training and getting through the shit, and then ending up in battle and getting through the shit. Uh, he does the same thing in two thousand uh, uh, two thousand one. That's true. You know, yeah. he does the same thing in Clockwork Orange. He does the same thing in The Shining. You know, yeah. so so a lot of his films are really two parts. You know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I didn't really see the those in that in that perspective. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, uh, the, it's just the whole movie. I I just totally rewatchable. It's the kind of movie that you can just. It doesn't matter where if you're flipping channels like we used to. <laughs> Uh, I, I I still do. I still do. I I use the Pluto app to flip channels because I kind of miss that. Yeah, uh, I have an antenna. Oh, I do too, man. I fucking <laughs> love having broadcast TV. But I but since I've moved my office downstairs, my antenna was actually one that went to the window. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it stuck. So now that my TV's downstairs, I don't have that better reception that I did uh, before. But yeah, I have an antenna on the roof that I just ran to my coax so that I can run it to all my TVs in the house. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, uh, so what else have you been watching? Um, I watched Friday. Fridays, you know, with uh, Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. <laughs> I They had the whole trilogy on HBO Max, and I was like, man, I just really need a laugh. And then I turned it on. So many people have died from that movie oh, that, yeah. that were in that movie that you just go, fuck, fuck. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Friday was the first DVD I ever bought. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I, it was really a bummer to kind of go through there and see how many people have passed. And I'm like, that movie's not that old. But then I get, then I looked at it and I was like, well, I guess it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of old. Uh, yeah, I, I saw a meme the other day. Uh, uh, it was uh, Debo 
uh, dressed like uh, 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 Pee Wee Herman on his bike. Yeah. It was pretty funny to see that. <laughs> I know that tiny Lister man. He's he's passed away. Oh yeah, yeah. And he played he played a president in the Fifth Element. <laughs> oh man, it was just like Bernie Mac. Like it was just a bummer to kind of see that and and just be like like I I watched it in a more serious perspective. Like there's a scene where Ice Cube and his dad, like his dad, walks in and sees him with a gun. And they have like this serious exchange. And I was like, fuck, man, I don't really appreciate this scene in a comedy as much as I should have until he's already passed. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what else have you been watching? Oh, I watched uh, Men. Yes. Now, you were excited about this film, so I want to hear. Uh, I thought it was a whole lot of fun. I thought... Uh... there's uh the first part is a ghost story and then it turns into body horror oh yeah and then just just, like cronenberg level body horror yeah all right Uh, and there's a guy in the film and he plays like eight different characters so he, she's running into all these men and they're all the same guy, but, uh, you know, different makeup and different, and it's just really fucking weird, man. All right. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And a psychological horror movie with body horror. <laughs> Sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah, just a fun horror movie. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, you should check that out. And uh, I I watched uh, Us for the first time. Us. Uh, oh, Jordan, Us, yeah, Jordan the Jordan Peele, Peele movie. Yeah, yes. that was fun. Yes, that's fucked up. Man. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Yeah. I, I love the scene of the family coming out of the house and seeing the... Uh, the family in the driveway. Oh yeah! Like there are shots in that fucking movie that will fuck you up. Uh, yeah, and the twist at the end's really cool as well. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's the kid that gets the twist. He has to look at his mom like, "Fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> he figures it out, and then okay. Uh, so I I watched. Uh, a few movies uh, from the uh, uh, the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. I watched uh, 1976 King Kong. Whoa, that is Jeff Bridges and, oh my God, who played? Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange. God, she, damn, she's good too, man. She's still killing it in American Horror Story. Uh, Charles Grodin is the best uh, shameless huckster in that film. <laughs> He's kind of born for that kind of role. Yeah, yeah. The best part of it is uh, when Kong steps on him. <laughs> and oh, it, it was kind of weird to see the Twin Towers and all that part of it, too, you know. Uh, and, uh, 
I saw Groden in another film recently, which I was uh, kind of surprised to see him in. Um, well, which was that? Uh, I've wanted to pull up his movies to see what he's done for. And yeah, King Kong is one of them. Uh, he did a film where uh, somebody tries to uh, uh, commandeer his car and he's like, no. no he, I'm trying to think of what that is. Yeah, he's a pol- uh, the guy's a policeman and uh, tries to commandeer his car and uh, uh, God damn it, what film? It's not Clifford, this? is it? Because that's my favorite uh, oh, no. film. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Well, that is going to be my choice for 1994 when that happens. Well, never mind. I just saw Clifford for the first time uh, this year. I Midnight never... Run? Is it Midnight Run? No, no. Oh, fuck. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I was looking through 1987 films. And oh, this is... oh, oh, oh. Uh, it? it was in So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he tries to commandeer his car, and uh, Groden's like, "No." Yeah, he played. He was. uh, If you go back and watch his appearances on Carson, yeah, he is just just the most. He doesn't want to play ball at all. He's just being the angry uh, old man. Angry old man on purpose, you know. He kind of he kind of became an Andy Rooney type because he was doing like uh, wasn't he doing like political talk near the end of his career or career of his life? He had a TV show, yeah, called Yeah, Gro- I forgot about that. Grown up, I believe. Yeah, and this year in '87, he was in Ishtar. Which I was, I, I thought, okay, this movie is supposed to be one of the most terrible films that came out in the eighties. It was, it lost a lot of money, and I tried to look for it. You still have to pay for it. Like it isn't free anywhere. And I was, they're I trying was to up. make the money back. <laughs> still, they're still trying to make the money back. I w- I was surprised how many films. Like I, like originally the movie I wanted to do for this year was Police Academy Four. Citizens on Patrol because it has uh, Tony Hawk doing stunts for David Spade. And during that time period, he had such a growth spurt, he got fired off the movie because he couldn't play David Spade because <laughs> he was too tall. But they still use clips of him in the film. How funny. And, yeah. And so I was like, man, I really want to see this movie. But again, like not free anywhere. And I went like alphabetically like a through l when i got to lost boys to 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 the point where i lost boys was the first free movie i found that i could watch and i was like man we have so many fucking streaming services but so many movies that aren't on them uh do you use just watch no it tells you where things are Okay. Well, Roku has a built-in search function that tells you that too. So you can add a film to it and it'll tell you when it shows up in a new service. Uh, and you can even like flag it for like if it's free or not. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I use uh, Letterboxd. I have the Pro 
and I can, I can build a watch list and then I can sh- shuffle it by free uh, by streaming services that I have so I can yeah. get a uh, I don't know what to watch shuffle and a movie pops up that, oh, cool. that I have access to that's that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Cause, so cause, that's kind of fun because sometimes you don't know what to watch, but you just want to watch something that's in your watch list, and and it, it pops up. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, we we had one that we were trying to watch uh, from '87 uh, called uh, Zombie Nightmares, <laughs> and it said, "Well, it's free on this channel called the Halloween Channel." So I was like, okay, let's install it and check it out. And it's one of those that just, it doesn't have good advertising. So it'll have eight commercials of the same thing. And it'll yeah, just, and, this, and it will beat you into submission to quit watching. Yeah. Them. The same commercial over and over again, because it's not popular enough to get new shit, you know? Yeah. And, and the commercial was for the movie Lightyear. So it just kept playing the 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 Lightyear trailer over and over in thirty second spots. So you go that that was four minutes of the same trailer <laughs> played eight times. Wow! It's like fuck. And we didn't even get like it stars Adam West. We didn't even get to the point Adam West showed up in the film. Oh no! <laughs> but it was it was epically bad. But it was so fun because. At, you, you're just seeing like you know the worst filmmaking possible and you look up who's doing it and it was a guy who's trying to get out of porn and make and make regular films and this was his first stab at it was uh hey, this no movie. yeah no pun intended <laughs> yeah so so it's just a terrible terrible film but the funny the funny stuff was like the voodoo priestess there's a voodoo element in the film she uh well uh, she of said, course there is <laughs> she was a professional tina turner impersonator <laughs> you couldn't tell under all the face makeup and shit but fuck oh my god it was so bad it was so fucking bad but it was a pretty decent cut and then and then we uh found out it was also a mystery science theater film uh oh, in okay. a few years a few years later so i'm definitely going to look it up on that and and watch it with uh mike and the robots uh, so I watched the Cannonball Run. I hadn't seen it in uh, years. So good. So funny. So many people in it. Uh, Mel Tillis and Terry Bradshaw. Uh, weird ass uh, team. Who was the Who was the doctor? I can never remember the guy who plays the doctor who who had to ride in the ambulance with uh, Dom DeLuise. Uh, Jack Elam. Yes. Who was like, he had done mainly westerns, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mainly westerns, yeah. Oh, fuck. That is that is a movie I think could be brought back and rebooted every 10 years with whoever the fuck celebrities you could throw at it. Yeah. I would it, love to see Edgar Wright direct a movie like that. Like, just a fucking insane, crazy car race show. Uh, Jackie Chan is great. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Adrian Barbeau. Uh, uh, Roger Moore is great. 
Roger Moore's character is fucking hilarious in that. He's trying to be the coolest motherfucker, and his mom is putting him in check and saying, <laughs> "You're <laughs> you're a Jewish kid from New York. You're no you're no James Bond." Yeah, his name's Seymour. Uh, 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 Dean Martin and uh, Sammy Davis are awesome. Yeah, dressed as priests. Yeah, it's just just a fun film. Have you ever watched some of the original uh, Cannonball Races? There's some, like, uh, stories and footage that's still on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Real races. Oh, yeah. So much fun, man, because there's a guy who tells a lot of the stories that they used in the film. Uh, of what they really did in racing across America. Uh, so, uh, in the Burt Reynolds Don DeLuise vein, I then watched The End. Dude, one of the rare movies that talks about suicide in a comedic uh, fashion. Yeah, a suicide movie with Burt Reynolds and Don DeLuise, and Burt directed it. Yeah. I remember that because I at the end doesn't he try to kill himself and then goes wait I want to live yeah and he, he tries to swim he, back and the whole he, credits is him trying to swim back to shore yeah he uh, he wants to live he swims back to shore he tells Dom DeLuise who starts shooting him that he does want to live and then at the very end. Uh, Dom DeLuise still doesn't believe him and pulls out a knife and starts chasing him around <laughs> and credits roll. Oh, God, man. Yeah, that is pretty hilarious. I mean, it was way too adult for the time I watched it, I think. Uh, well, wait a minute. What are we, 87? Wait, what year did that come out? That was a 78. Uh, 78. 78, yeah. I think I saw that on cable a lot. I just knew Dom DeLuise was in it, and he's funny. He, so he I would was, just watch anything he was in. He was great in that film. I mean, he's even great in the 12 chairs, you know. All right. So in 87, I saw the end of one franchise, Back to the Beach. They were still trying to make beach movies with Annette Funicello. And who the fuck was that other guy? Uh, uh, Frankie Avalon. Frankie, Frankie Avalon. And I think, I don't know, maybe they were still trying to think Frankie Avalon was relevant after Greece. But they had Back to the Beach as a, as a fucking film release in theaters in 1987. And I get, and I think about, like, you, you probably still had some old fuckers that were running studios that thought, oh, man, once the kids see this, they'll remember how great these movies were or something. Uh, and I, it, did, didn't Stevie Ray Vaughan do a music video for that film? Did he? I no th- way. I think so. Back to the Beach? Now uh, I gotta look or Dick, Dick Dale or Steve, and Stevie Ray Vaughan or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... Uh, let's see here. Eddie Money. Wait a minute. No, that how is that even part of that? It says songs and it has Eddie Money in there. It, yes. Well, wait a minute. Maybe it is because Stevie Ray Vaughan is credited with a second song, Pipeline. Yeah. Holy shit. But so is Amy Mann. <laughs> Paul, Paul Rubens has a credit uh, uh, on a song. Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, Paul Rubens is in that. Uh, Connie Stevens, uh, Aunt Becky from Full House, Lori Lachlan, who played a lot, who did a lot of, uh, she was a lot a teen actor. Sure, did a lot of film. But yeah, they were still cranking those out. And, I, and I'm wondering when, like Gen X has like 
old people in studios what kind of films they'll try to bring back and, and put out that they thought were so great but these fucking beach movies are just they're ridiculous. horrendous horrendous yeah they're just they're just kind of clean cut all american type films that were relevant in the 60s but like 20 years later nobody cares it does show that one of the people in the movie is the two dollar kid from better off dead uh, who recently turned 50. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, we're old, man. 87 had the beginning of a new franchise that Hollywood would never be able to uh, repeat. Ernest. The Ernest films began this year. <laughs> and it is the weirdest franchise I think I've ever known. I think you can buy them all at uh, Cracker Barrel. It's it. <laughs> it's it's one of those the of Cracker Barrel. Of parents. course you can. I think uh, a while back, I know Shelby and I tried to watch, or we did watch one of the Ernest films. I think it was like Ernest Goes to Jail or one of those. But man, they like crank those out like every one or two years. And just, I think they went into the 90s for sure. He was a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, this guy, there is a video of him on YouTube just doing Shakespeare that's fucking unbelievable. And then, of course, you know, Hollywood sees that. They want to cast him as Jed Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. Uh, do you remember uh, when he used to do Brahms commercials? Yes, Hey Vern. <laughs> he was just the Hey Vern guy. I don't even think he ever had a name. It was just he, he was that character. Yeah. But that's kind of like Ted Lasso is now. Ted Lasso wasn't a TV character. He was a character... That was used to promote soccer on NBC and then suddenly became this series that's like uh, a big hit now. So it's 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 weird to put Ernest in the same uh, sentence as Ted Lasso, but they kind of birthed from the same thing. They were both commercials. I think I went to see one Ernest film, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. or Oh, yeah, I think that was a big one. Yeah, yeah, I think that was maybe his biggest film, you know, but, I mean, he was, it was like Jim Carrey, where yeah, he, the first few films were like, oh, it's funny, and then it's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I pulled some things, because while I was looking up 87, and I kind of want to, like, put a timestamp on 87, because this is where we were culturally. The first time the word condom was used on TV was in 1987. They never said condom on TV, and it was Jason Bateman on The Valerie Show that became the Hogan family, uh -huh. like, after they fired her, <laughs> and then they, they killed the mom off in the show, because that's... That's fun family sitcom stuff is when the mom dies. Oh, but Jason yeah. Bateman says condom as he's talking about like having sex with his girlfriend. And that's the first time it was ever used. Jim Baker resigned from the PTL club. Uh, yeah. Because of uh, Jessica Hahn. Jessica Hahn. Yeah. Yeah. Fox premiered. We got our fourth network and we had so much TV at this point. Oh yeah. We're swimming in it. Um, and I'm gonna. I'm curious if this still stands up. The Crispin Glover David Letterman appearance. Do you remember this? Um, no, I've seen it on YouTube, but I was. I don't remember watching it. Yeah, he was just out of control, like kicking, and it was just a, one of those insane David Letterman moments. 
but it, I think it was one of those things why certain people watching David Letterman versus some people watching Carson. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I was watching the the history of comedy uh, on Discovery Plus. That was it's like a 2016 documentary done in two seasons, uh-huh. and uh, they talk about like late night where it is today. Well, 2016 versus. Uh, like the late night wars back when uh, Jay Leno started to take over and uh, Conan O'Brien and all that, all that hot mess. But, uh, oh, and Star Trek, the next generation premiered in 87. So feeling old. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that one did it. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, I wasn't into it. A bunch of my friends were, you know, they, they couldn't uh, come out and play till it was over. Yeah, man. Fucking Star Trek. It was new. It was awesome. And i that's why I, I love watching the Orville. The Orville's doing incredible Star Trek, uh, like Next Generation, but doing it better. Yeah. Uh, wasn't uh, uh, New Generation on Paramount? Uh, it was... Was... Well, it, it, it was in syndication. Yeah. So there was no there was no Paramount at that point. Oh, okay. So it would have been a UHF channel in your local area. Yeah, I, I thought it was like Paramount TV or something like that. Well, you know, because in a few years you would get, what is it? The, you, there was like a, what was the, that became the C, CW was, was the WB and something else. And that was the Paramount channel. Yeah. And that's that. So, so when that channel showed up, that's when uh, Star Trek just pretty much was on that. Yeah. Uh, and Paramount now is apparently like, you know, getting better with their streaming service and like getting more people uh, as opposed to like Netflix and shit. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of when you started getting more uh, networks. Yeah, I mean, you had you had so many options, and I, I think I remember when Fox premiered, all they had was Twenty One Jump Street and uh, Married with Children, uh-huh. and so like that was their one block, and I think it came on on Sunday nights, and it just kind of repeated. They didn't even have a full week of programming because most of it was repeat. So they started a network mainly with old TV, and then built off of that. Uh, uh, d- didn't Fox take over Channel Eleven? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they were channel eleven, or were they? They were channel four first, and then CBS bought four, and they moved to eleven. I think Fox was originally on eleven. Channel four was CBS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I've got it reversed. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, because Channel 11 was where you went to watch after-school cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I loved, like, 21, 27, and 39 were all the UHF channels that had great fucking movies. You had great cartoons. Uh, I mean, that's where I think I saw most of, like, early monster movies and kung fu movies. Uh, 33 had a bunch of kung fu movies, too. Yeah, thirty nine did a lot of black exploitation films. That's where I started to see a lot of black exploitation films that I had never heard of, and so that was like a whole new world to me. I was just like, "What the fuck are these? These are awesome!" Yeah, see Dolomite and all <laughs> rhyming and all kinds of stuff. You're just like, 
these are wild ass films. I wanted more of those. Uh, so what else have you been watching this week? Um, I watched uh, The Predator because it was 1987. And uh-huh. it's so weird to see all the memes that have come from that film that still are around. Like, you know, uh, Arnold and uh, I want to call him Apollo Creed doing their hand uh, slap together and get to the chopper. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just, I mean, if you were going to make a fucking badass, awesome action film, that is what Predator is. You throw all these, you throw in two governors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have two governors come out of that movie. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the Predator is so much fucking fun. And that's the the, the movie that kind of links all the other ones they make reference to. I read that uh, the Gary Busey character in Predator 2 was originally supposed to be Arnold. Um, and that uh, uh, they couldn't get Arnold to come back because he wanted to be the guy who was head of this group that was going to capture a predator. Sure. Uh, uh, but now it's like, did you see the Gary New- Gary Busey news uh, yesterday? No. Yeah, he- I'm sure it's not crazy. <laughs> well, he apparently had been fondling women at a local convention that he was signing autographs for, so the police have a... Uh, uh, went after him and that was like the first day so like people were taking pictures of his empty booth <laughs> after he was gone because wow. they asked they kicked him out of the uh of the convention <sighs> <laughs> i know man if anything if you see gary Busey, learn to wear your helmet yeah run away uh so i saw a pretty cool movie uh, on AMC Plus, it's also on Shudder. Uh, glorious. Okay, well, I don't know this. Okay, get this. <laughs> a guy uh, gets trapped in a, a, re- uh, a rest stop bathroom uh, with... A, a god who is right. behind a glory hole in a st- <laughs> in the stall. And, That's the name Glorious? Uh, yeah, voiced by J.K. Simmons. Holy shit, it's J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> He's a god behind the glory hole. I, do, do the farmers insurance people know that he did a movie like this? Will they ask him back? It's pretty. I, I think Does he sick his god dick through the glory hole. You don't see him. You see uh, the god, you know. Yeah. But it, it's like a, a Cthulhu. Oh, a okay. Kind, a kind of thing, you know, yeah. like. A, uh, but it's it pretty good. They made it during the pandemic, so they could make uh, it all in a, a toilet. bathroom. <laughs> but it's pretty fun. Okay, pretty, cool. I'll yeah, check it out, man. There's a flashbacks and stuff. But yeah, it's worth watching just so you can say you've seen a, a horror film with J.K. Simmons as a god behind the glory hole in a rest stop. Yeah, well, I'm trying to find. Uh, yeah, did you see Paul him in Palm Springs? 
Uh, no. Oh, okay. oh yeah, Palm Springs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fucking great movie. Great he's film. fucking wild in it, man. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a good film. I lo- it, it's a real good time tra- time uh, loop film, kind of time travel thing. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, The Batwoman uh, on Mystery Science Theater. That was their new movie this week. Just so fucking crazy. I, I love these kinds of uh, superhero movies that take places in other countries because at the time period, from what from what I've read is sometimes they were licensed, sometimes they weren't. And obviously Batwoman is such a straight riff of, of Batman, the costume and everything. But she's also like a, a wrestler. She's, she's a super agent. It's hilarious. It was probably my favorite movie this season of Mystery Science Theater. Uh, Italian Spider-Man. Italian Spider-Man's fucking great. They actually even released an action figure for him. Oh, no, no, no. It was Japanese Spider-Man. They released an action figure for this year. But, yeah, from uh, what I've read, DC, well, this is this is mainly on publications. DC would license, like, Batman uh, to a Japanese publisher. Uh-huh. Not any villains or anything. So you would have these stories that they would publish and they would just fight like criminals or they would make up their own villains and stuff. And then DC kind of lost the printings of a lot of this because they never asked for them. And now it's like a a, a big uh, hunt to find a lot of this lost media that was published Batman comics, but in other countries huh. so that they could kind of have this collection of them. Uh, but the Japanese ones is probably one of the best known ones because they did so many. Uh, so, uh, what'd you think about She-Hulk? I loved it. I really enjoyed it because it's, it, it lifted from the run that I read the, uh, John Bird run. Uh-huh. And it was, it, she broke the fourth wall. She would always make jokes about the situation she was in, but she always kind of enjoyed being She-Hulk, you know, and there's this element that she enjoys it, uh, where like the modern day version she's lost control of everything and she kind of becomes a Hulk in the sense of, you know, losing her mind and just becoming a monster. That's, that's not as fun uh, unless it's written by certain people. I just love the comedic element of what she Hulk is. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. It was kind of fun. Plus I love uh, Tatiana Masali. I can't say her last name right. Cause I loved orphan black man. She fucking nailed that show. That's probably one of the best performances she'll ever have. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the final uh, uh, season finale of Better Call Saul. All right. They fucking nailed it, man. Really? So good. I know. I need to get, when I get Netflix back, I'm going to binge it and, and finish it. I never, I, I tried to remember where I stopped. It just became really too heavy to watch for a while. Uh, you know, when it comes down to it, Saul is, he's the character from uh, the whole Breaking Bad uh, Saul universe. Yeah. He, he's it. Yeah. You know. He's the centerpiece. And Owen Kirk, I mean, from him to go from writing on... Uh, uh, SNL. SNL back in the day to the, uh, the the Ben Stiller show. 
Ben Stiller show, uh, the, uh, uh, the Mr. Show with Bob and Dave. Yeah, just incredible, man. I know, man. It's weird because I'm watching. I I had never seen Tom goes to the mayor, which is like Tim and Eric's first stab at uh, uh, Adult Swim. And uh, Odenkirk produced and wrote a lot of that and shows up as his live action, like playing some of the live action characters within an animated show. And, and it's so funny to see. And what was that movie that they made, too? Uh, uh, that was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Crazy, though. And yeah. now, and now he's an action star and they're going to come out with... Nobody too, probably, you know? Yeah, which was fucking great. I loved that sh- that movie. That was so awesome. It was my favorite film of uh, 2021, you know? Yeah, I mean, he was a regular guy. He wasn't a John Wick, but he was John Wick underneath. Yeah, just uh, total fun. So, yeah, Saul nailed it. It was... Uh, and uh, I mean, you got uh, Heisenberg and uh, uh, Jesse. J- Jesse come back, you know, which is kind of fun, but just totally fun, you know. Wow! I watched the uh, season finale of the rehearsal. Uh, oh, okay. I felt like I, I don't know it. It's weird because I know they got renewed for a second season. And so, like, the premise of the show is you are prepared for most of the most biggest, the biggest moments of your life. But what if you practice them? And so he has people that he brings in, like in uh, the, the, the first episode, he brings in a guy who wants to confess that yeah, he, has, he doesn't have a master's degree. Yeah, you, yeah, you talked all about the show last week. Well, the big element that crosses multiple episodes Uh is a woman he brings in to raise a child, and she quits in the last episode. And so he's raising this child on his own, but you're like, wait a minute, this is all practice for a woman who's not there anymore. And you realize he's really just kind of doing this for himself. And in the finale, like you don't know who's actors and who's not because he has rehearsals for the rehearsal it's happening. It just sounds like a lot of work uh, to watch this show. And yeah. It sounds like I it's, it's not even fun because too much shit's going on. You need to take notes. and <laughs> No, no. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of shit's going on. <laughs> and it does catch you off guard because there is a scene in the first episode where he ends he ends it with the actor who's who he's preparing with. And then he cuts back to the real person and decides to end it differently. So it doesn't end as poorly. And I didn't catch it. Shelby goes, you have to go back and watch it. It's not the, the real person. It, it blew me away. I fucking loved it, but I love that kind of shit. And they're all like 30 minutes. So it yeah. isn't like you're an hour in this whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it, the, the final, the final episode, I felt like there was, I needed more. Sure. But I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get it in the second season. I don't know if they'll come back. There's even questions if the people who appeared in it were even, were actors. Cause there's one woman in there who's so batshit crazy. 
that uh, people go, no one's that fucking crazy. And, and people are like, have you seen the outside world? Yeah. He's yeah, that crazy. Uh, so I saw, I finally saw, I'd heard about it. The Rage, Carrie 2. Yeah. The sweet sequel to Carrie. Yeah, unnecessary sequel to Carrie. It, it had Amy Irving in it. And uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> pretty, pretty oh. a bunch of flashbacks. Pretty disappointing. It was good to see uh, a Jay. What was the name Jason from uh, Dazed and Confused? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know. Whatever. What? Jason London? Yeah, London. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was pretty uh, boring. Oh really? Yeah, just uh, eh. uh, we we watched uh, Jawbreaker. The, the 90s uh, teen film about... Oh, you don't know Jawbreaker? No, never oh. heard of it. Oh, fuck. It it, it did get... It's a, more of a cult film now, but at the time it came out, it was like 10 years removed from uh, Heathers. Uh-huh. So people wanted to compare it a lot to Heathers, but it's Rose McGowan, um, Rebecca Gayhart. Let me pull this up, because I'm going to get all these names wrong. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Julie Benz. They're like the 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 mean girls, the hot chicks of the school, and they would kidnap one of their friends. It was like on their birthday they would play this prank, and the the, the guy who wrote it based it on on girls he went to high school with. Who every birthday they would kidnap the other girl, and in this situation, the girl they kidnapped they accidentally kill her. And so they're trying to cover it up. And in doing so, uh, the nerdy girl at school, Judy Greer, discovers this. And they're like, hey, would you be willing to trade your silence for popularity? And she does. Wow. And it's like Judy Greer's first big film. I think it's probably Rose McGowan's, you know, uh, role she'll always be known for. The weirdest fact I found from this was Julie Benz, who's in it who had been in Buffy before this, and then would go on to be Dexter's wife on uh, the Dexter series. She was married to the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Crypt Keeper. That was her first husband. <laughs> and I was like, that's gotta be the weirdest fucking thing. Like I imagine he just does that voice around the house. Hopefully not during sex or maybe hopefully during sex. <laughs> that dude is so weird. Mm-hmm. The Crypt Have you met him? Uh, no, uh, yeah. but he does a lot of cons and I heard him on the podcast a few months ago and they're just, they have been uh, using the footage of him being on the podcast for months to make fun of him. Oh, really? Yeah. John Kassir? Yeah. Kassir. Yeah, so uh, that's that's uh, fucking wild. Because I look at the, him and I look at Julie Benz and I'm like, how'd you get her? Yeah. You must be fucking funny as hell. He's not, no. <laughs> Anyhow, like, uh, Heathers was like my high school film. Like, I fucking loved how dark and twisted that movie is. And this was Shelby's. Like, she loved Jawbreaker. Uh, and all the shit in it, because uh, it's just really fucked up stuff. It's got the Donnas performing 
at the end. It's got great soundtrack. Uh, I'm glad it kind of has stuck around just for the music and stuff, but the performances are fantastic. Huh. Uh, yeah, they, I, I'd never heard of it. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's, I mean, it's kind of funny uh, just because it's so dark and twisted about uh, the shit that happens in it. And he, even, the director uh, was also the screenwriter, said that he purposely cast people that were older because he loved Greece and how these people were adults playing kids. So, so like Rose McGowan, I think is like 28. Judy Greer is like the youngest at 24 playing high school students. Uh, uh, Pam Greer is in it. She's like the cop who's investigating the murder. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fun, man. I really enjoyed it. Huh. Uh, so, uh, I, I watched uh, light magic on Disney. Oh, the, uh, ILM story. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty. Okay, I mean, cool. uh, I've seen uh, three episodes, but really worth checking out, you know, um, uh, just cool stuff, amazing about the early days, and it talks a lot about Lucas's early days and all the stuff they had to do, and uh, what they invented, and talks about Phil Tippett and all those. Oh, guys. cool! Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just a fun watch. Um, and a bunch of like you know behind the scenes stuff was kind of interesting. Uh, they had a uh, they had a huge uh, slide at, at the where they made Star Wars where they'd go outside and get on this big long. Uh, I think it was an aircraft slide, you know. Oh, yeah. And they put it out in the parking lot and they would all slide down it for fun. <laughs> and, you it's know, wild. yeah, yeah, just pretty cool stories. Uh, really worth watching. And yeah, I read. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no, go ahead. I, I read also in 87 that uh, Starlog held the first uh, Star Wars convention. And that eventually became like the the big con, and the first year of it is in 1987 because of Starlog magazine. Huh. Uh, I watched uh, Edge of Tomorrow. I'd never seen that before. Uh, Fuck yeah! Yeah, the Tom Cruise uh, Emily Blunt movie, really fun. Yeah, I, I love her in that. She's a badass. Yeah, pretty cool film. And then uh, I watched uh, Jojo Rabbit. Have you seen that? Holy shit, the Richard Pryor film? No. Jo oh, shit, no, I'm thinking of Jojo, uh, Jojo Dancer. Dancer. Yeah, Jojo no. Rabbit's the uh, Taika film yeah. about about Hitler being this kid's yeah. imaginary friend. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> it is harsh, dude. Yeah, pretty weird fucking film, man. Yeah, like his mom... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Is... And she's so good. At, and they the way they shoot her, like, there's, there's like, a, a scene where at the beginning you see as he's walking along, her feet are up on a, a, a deal, and then later in the film where her feet show up. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, though. I had a good time with that film. Yeah, it's weird to laugh at Hitler like that. Look, if we can't laugh at Hitler, 
Who can <laughs> we laugh at? Um, uh, there's so many people we could laugh at. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> uh, so did you watch anything else? Oh, just a lot of TV. I'm really enjoying Killing It, the Craig Robinson show on Peacock. Because uh-huh. it, it, it knows it's a streaming service only, so they have nudity, cussing, all kinds of stuff in it. But it's just a dude down on his luck discovering that you can make money by killing uh, boa constrictors in Florida. <laughs> so he hooks up with this girl and they go. But the, the, the contrast between him and the woman are great. And it's just so crazy. Like the shit that keeps happening in it makes it weirder and keeps pulling me in like they almost get away from the boa boa constrictor killing to do weird stuff but it's like i don't care because it's still funny uh Uh, and then and then stranger things i've just been getting through uh season four of that and then reading all the comics with it it's just i i love the 80s obviously and stranger things has, has such a great soundtrack and just they get the time right for me uh, so next week, uh, we're going to look at 1988. Yes. Uh, what do you want to see? I, uh, as usual, I am not prepared. So what movie are you going to take so that I can take something else? Uh, Akira. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. What? What? Jesus, Jesus Christ. I didn't expect you to pick a fucking anime. Oh, it was man. the first anime that uh, w- a full anime movie that I'd seen. So, yeah, that I, that was the first one for me, too. And I, it just fucking blows me away, man. It's just it is the most iconic for me. Well, wait a minute now, because I'm really into Neon Genesis, Genesis Evangelion. Um, fuck. I don't know. I even Die Hard. I'm gonna go Die Hard because I, I fucking love Die Hard. I know. Look, I didn't take Die Hard because I knew you would take <laughs> Die Hard. Oh fuck, man! They're like '88. Rain Man's the top movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit's two? Coming to America. Crocodile Dundee two. Uh. I mean cocktail i mean it's weird that tom cruise has two movies in the top 10 like that big fuck yeah die hard i i I could do that i could do that without seeing it i could start reciting the movie (laughs) uh yeah um and uh scarlett johansson said uh, she doesn't think of a uh, big when she sleeps with the Hulk. <laughs> she thinks of another Tom Hanks film. Yeah. And what Tom Hanks film is that? Uh, the Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, so I will see you next week. All right, man. Ever- heavy Die Hard and Akira. I love it. All right. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.